Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Triumph After Trauma. I'm excited to be here. Of course, always far more excited to have you here with me, friends. I hope you're cozied up, you've got your favorite drink with you, and you're tuned in, or if you're out and about doing errands, chores, you have headphones on, so we're one-on-one, because this is going to be a good topic today. On this podcast, we obviously talk a lot about trauma and triumph in mental health. I thought today we would have an honest conversation about how when it comes to dealing with or processing trauma, how some of our biological, neurological, and how some outside differences between males and females can affect how we differently process, store, and work through our traumas. It's important to talk about mental health. It's important for us to take care of our mental health. And I think it is important that, honestly, especially here in North America, governments do more to make sure that there is mental health help, but services that will not only be affordable, but actually truly help people. I also think that while all of us taking care of our mental health and it being a type of service that is actually accessible to us is important. I think understanding how in all sorts of different ways males and females are different so that when any of us are going through a hard season and experiencing trauma, we can take all of that into consideration when trying to help someone we care about or love through whatever it is they're going through at that time. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's dive on in. Let's start here. Fact. A female's brain finishes developing by the age of 22 approximately, while males can take up to the age of 30, which right in itself I think explains a few of our differences. Maybe it's true when we make jokes and comments about women being more mature, but it's not by choice. They don't just choose to be immature. It actually takes longer for their brains to fully develop. Another difference in us, as males and females, neurologically, or chemistry, however you want to say it, I'm not good at the science stuff, but one of the differences between males and females also, and how we're built, is women have higher, bear with me here, hypothalamus pituitary axis, which is simply put, the complex system of our neuropathways and the feedback loops in us that help maintain physiological steadiness. Men, on the other hand, tend to have a more sensitized physiological hyperarousal system, 
So the way we're built and how long it takes different parts of us to develop has a lot to do with why males and females deal with things differently, especially something as heavy as trauma. And I think understanding this is really important because say when your partner, if you're a female, is telling you to calm down, it's because they maybe don't honestly understand the way we're built, the way we psychologically, physiologically work, and they don't understand that that's not actually helpful. And on the flip side, if you think that the way your partner, if your partner is a male, is dealing with something that is in a little bit of an immature or in your eyes maybe inappropriate way, understanding differences between us males and females, especially biologically and neurologically, can really help you in moments where you want to be frustrated or you want to tell them that they're not taking it seriously enough because you understand better how they're built and how they work. And think about it, right? When you understand the differences in how we're built as different sexes, it can make a world of difference in working through hard times together, growing together instead of growing apart in your level of communication and just generally having communication skills. Choosing to not understand the differences between each other can lead to a whole set of unnecessary setbacks and arguments and I personally think that truly, honestly, not understanding how many differences there are biologically, like just in the way we're built as males and females, how many people choose to not understand that and not take that knowledge and use it to their advantage, I think is a lot of the reason that so many friendships, relationships, etc. end up not working out. If we don't truly understand each other, how can we truly help support be there for one another? And while I'm on the topic of how important I feel it is for us to understand differences between one another when it comes to the male and female sex and how we're built, I think another thing to really understand about each other is that depending on what we're born as and what identity we choose to go by throughout our lives, that has a lot to do with what people think we should do, how we should show up, what our career should be, what we're capable of, what we're not, if we're strong or not, etc, etc. I think saying that we're female or male puts so much pressure on us and it puts pressure on both genders. And this happens from a time we're young because there have been so many generations. I mean, we can love everybody in our family, even the ancestors we've never met that started our entire family. But there are so many past generations, right up until the one before us, right up until our own parents possibly, that either intentionally or unintentionally have decided that because we're either a male or female, this is what is expected of us. You females are supposed to be this way. You males are supposed to be that way. You are only capable ladies of these things and you're only capable of men of these things. Females, these are the emotions and the qualities and traits we want you to have and it's a whole different spectrum for men but there's a certain expectancy for them too. It's ridiculous. As humans, we are all capable. We are all strong. We are all allowed to struggle with trauma. We are all going to experience good and shitty times in lives. We are all 
deserving of love, acceptance, respect, etc. And that's a fact, but that's not what we're taught. And that's not what a lot of us grow up truly believing. Because that's not the belief that is instilled in us. Now, some of us are lucky. I personally am incredibly lucky in the sense that my parents chose to teach me that, well, teach my brother and I, really, that all humans are human. Whether you're female or male, whether you are gay or straight or pansexual or anything else, that does not automatically determine what your capabilities are or how physically strong you are or if you are mentally stable or not or anything. Like, it doesn't determine anything. That's just a part of how you identify yourself. That's just a part of who you are. And I've always been taught that all humans, regardless of where they come from, what they believe, what they look like, what their sex is, what they identify as, deserve respect and to be treated like humans. And so that's just who my brother and I are. That's just what was instilled in us. But I understand that it's not the most common thing, unfortunately. That there's a lot of barriers that other parents haven't broken, whether they've tried to and been unsuccessful or have just not tried to. But there's a lot of parents out there, and I've seen it in friends I grew up with, whose parents weren't barrier breakers and ended up teaching them things that they had been taught that maybe weren't the best things, that maybe weren't the most helpful life skills or lessons. So if you're in that type of situation where you grew up maybe with sisters and brothers, or maybe it was just two of you, but you're a one brother, one sister type situation, like my brother and I, if you grew up in a household where you from a young age were taught ladies act this way, males act this way, when you're angry you as a female have to act this way or that's how you're expected to act, whereas it's okay for men to get angry and act out, where you were taught this is where you belong and this is what as a female you're capable of and your opportunities are in life and this as a male is your list of opportunities and capabilities, etc., then you've probably grown up believing in gender roles. Believing that a male is the breadwinner, a woman is the household wife or the one that is a at-home mom but doing something from the side to try and still help financially. You may have just grown up believing things that internally, maybe deep, deep down, didn't feel right, but you just kind of went with because it's the norm. It really is what the norm has been for so many years. And why is understanding something like this important when it comes to how males and females deal with trauma? Well, when we're taught from a very young age that when we're feeling something negative or we're angry, this is as a female how you're expected to act or react, and this as a male is how you're expected to act and react, that can take you into adulthood. And then when you're suddenly a teenager or adult and life starts throwing a bunch of fucking curveballs at you and hurdles that you never could have seen coming, and you're like drowning in your trauma and you're wondering why don't I get to be angry as a female, but he does, and a male's super angry and shutting down and they're like, why don't I know how to just let out my emotions? Well, gender roles is it. If we have grown up in a world, which we have, 
where gender roles is such a fucking popular thing believing those gender roles how we're supposed to act react what emotions we're allowed to show and not as females and fem as females and males rather it ends up playing out into our adult life that belief bleeds in to our adulthood it's also important to understand that because without understanding that we can't openly say no males are allowed to be sad too they're allowed to cry too they're allowed to have bad days too and call in sick from work etc etc and of course without any understanding we can't also say no women are allowed to be angry too we're allowed to before we open up and work through our shit shut down and try to process what we're going through we're all allowed to do whatever we need to, to feel whatever we need to, to react to things that we're going through however we need to when processing trauma. It's not, you have to work through it this way, you have to work through it this way because you're a male and you're a female. Just because something like this is the way that we have been taught for many, many, many years does not mean that is the way that it actually should be in this current century for our something else I find interesting that is different in how males and females process any emotions and how we work through trauma is that men tend to go into fight or flight mode. And you may expect that what women go into is freeze or fawn mode. But what we actually tend to do is go into this mode called tend and befriend. And while fight or flight is not necessarily the healthiest option. Believe it or not, neither is the tender befriend option that we usually go for as females, especially as women who have always had to be the caregiver in their family. This might hit. We like the befriend part of this as teen girls and women because we love a sense of community. Just generally we are all about community compared to men it's becoming more of a general thing building a community having a solid group of friends but there was a time where community building and like small networking groups etc was more of a female thing and in all times of our lives just having people to rely on to talk to to go through life with is lovely it's honestly true what they say, the more the merrier. No part of life, even the best parts, should someone go through alone. I 100% wholeheartedly believe that. But when we end up in hard times, especially those unexpected ones that leave you so broken, you're actually wondering, is this the thing that I end up not being able to overcome? It's especially nice to have a community of people that you know you can lean on who are going to help you through whatever that tough time is. But the more people you have in your friend circle or your community or, or the more people that are part of your support system, whatever you'd like to call that, the more people we feel we have to take care of either more than or along with ourselves. And though that can be dangerous even in good, triumphant, super happy seasons of our lives it's even more dangerous when the newness hits us 
with some tragic shit that we never could have seen coming. Males more commonly choose the fight or flight path, whether that be consciously or subconsciously because their brains got them in survival mode, because they are so often taught growing up that it's okay to be angry or that if anger is not going to be how you react to something, you need to just kind of be numb and be like a strong macho man about it. You may have been taught that it's not okay to cry and feel your emotions at all. And so that's why it's mainly men who end up going into fight or flight mode when it comes to dealing with hard emotions or going through something really heavy. For women, obviously, tend and befriend is our go-to because we, for the most part, are grown up taught that we are the caregivers. We are the ones to take care of others, not be taken care. And honestly, I think that beliefs like that and putting gender roles on people is just ridiculous, especially considering the fact that we from birth as males and females are already so different. We are neurologically built different. Our brains are completely wired differently. And so I think what we should do instead of throwing these different beliefs on different sexes and having gender roles be a thing, what we should grow up teaching our children, what we should grow up teaching our next generations is that we are built different and that is okay. That doesn't mean that you're not allowed to cry or be angry at times. That doesn't put a limit on what you're capable of. That doesn't dictate what kind of impact you can or cannot make on the world. I think this is really, I think taking the chance to actually understand males and females differently is an opportunity for all of us as adults to start inspiring younger kids and the next generation in different ways. It's okay to be different, we're built different, but that doesn't mean that that automatically defines or limits you. I'm really passionate about this because I feel that if we as a current generation, us young adults right now, if we make the effort to understand biological and neurological differences in males to females, we can start to understand each other better which in turn means we're all able to support one another through hard times instead of maybe bash each other or shut down or not understand each other and end up getting into fights, etc. And I think that could lead to so many good things for us. I think it could lead to a whole change in how we all as humans generally maybe look at trauma. I also think it's important because if we, as this generation, don't start to make the change, we leave it to the next generation, and that's not necessary to do. And since it's not, I don't see why we don't just, as this current generation, make the effort to understand how males and females work differently so that we can understand trauma as a whole differently and trauma in men and women differently. Like I've already said, if we don't make the effort to understand these differences, we're never going to be able to accept them and we're never going to be better than we currently are at supporting our female and male counterparts, 
especially when it comes to family or intimate relationships where they can be really deep, really bonded, but going through something really... Speaking of that, one of the other ways to better understand how females and males work differently, especially when it comes to something like trauma, is how we actually physically store it. Males tend to feel it in their jaws, shoulders, neck, back, and feet, whereas women feel it in their neck, shoulders, backs, thighs, and believe it or not, hips. Hips are actually a vessel for us women. This might seem like a little bit more basic or less important information to have, but I actually think it's just as important as any other information from this specific episode because it might help you understand the other sex a little bit better. It may help you understand how to support a loved one who's the opposite sex when they are in physical pain, and it may actually just help you understand yourself better. If you weren't aware of where males and females physically store pain, maybe you just listen to that and were like, oh, that, that, that could explain the hip pain. That could explain the constant foot pain that I can't seem to get rid of no matter what I do. It's pretty beneficial information. Personally, I think all information related to our health in any- And that brings me actually to my last bit of information here, friends. I'm sure we all know this, but there's a lot of ways that women can be traumatized that men can't be because there's simply a lot of things that our bodies can do that males can't. Males cannot get pregnant. So while they're incapable of experiencing the joy of pregnancy, if that's what you consider pregnancy to be, then that obviously means men can also not experience miscarriages, struggles with infertility, etc., etc., things that will result in you being traumatized. There's just certain ways that males and females are built differently where we just can't 100% understand each other. But I think that making an effort to understand each other's differences, accept and respect them the best we can, can make a big difference in how we all understand trauma and how we all as humans, both male and female, go on in life processing trauma. Now, I'm not unrealistic here. I am aware that because of our physical, neurological, biological differences, etc., that there's just going to be things about females and males that are always different, and we just can't change that. I get that. But I think there's beauty in making an effort to understand each other as opposed to just choose to believe in these gender roles and continuously bash each other's genders. I hope you got a little something from this, friends. I hope that my squirrel brain didn't go too off track and something about this really resonated with you or hit you in a way that has impacted you positively. Before I leave you all today, I just want to say a couple things. One, my microphone broke a couple weeks ago, so that is why I have been gone for the past two weeks. My microphone delivery took a little bit longer than I had expected. It had said on the website that it would be next day delivery, which is why I chose delivery instead of going to pick it up after work one day in person, but that wasn't the case. I should have apparently just gone to pick it up in person, and anyways, it's finally here. I'm back to podcasting. 
we're back to weekly episodes and I'm so excited about it. I also just wanted to say thank you very much for every single one of you who in any way, shape, or form support this podcast because while I have unfortunately and unexpectedly been gone for the past two weeks, my podcast has still somehow been growing and more people around the whole world, this whole wide crazy big world, still have been tuning in. And so I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for your patience, for your kindness, for your love, for your support. We are almost two years into Triumph After Trauma of me being a podcast host, and I could honestly have never pictured that this is where I'd be right now. I honestly, when I started this podcast, thought by six months in, I would have no downloads, make no difference in anybody's lives, and I would quit. But we're almost two years in now and still going strong and it's because of not just my passion for podcasting and for talking about mental health but for all of you who tune in who share this podcast who support it who support me so grateful to know you all to be connected with you all and to be on this journey of life with you all i cannot wait to connect with you all in my dms and i will be back here for another great chat with you all next week Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.